Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. The name of Jesus. The beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus. The name that breaks every chain. The name that brings light to the darkness. The name that is above every other name. It is the name of Jesus. And we worship you this morning. We worship you. never changes. He never changes. The word of the Lord says, this is the word of the Lord. Yes. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord almighty. He has overcome. He has overcome. His blood was shed. It was poured out. It was poured out for you. And it was poured out for me. And before he left, can you imagine seeing him? Can you imagine walking with him? Can you imagine knowing him? I know him. You know him now as if he were standing here. I can't wait to touch him. Oh, Jesus, I can't wait to touch him. But before he left, he said, I have to go because there's something better that I'm leaving with you. And he left and he left the Holy Spirit. And I can't imagine better, better, not by power and not by might, but by my spirit says the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Worship you. We worship you this morning. Psalm 37, verse 39, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength. In time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And save them because they trust in Him. He is our deliverer. He is our Savior. He is our Lord. Father, we lift our hands up to You. And we worship You. We thank you that we overcome only because of you. And we give you the honor, the praise, and the glory for that. We come before you. We submit ourselves to you. Have your way in us. Have your way in us. Renew, transform our minds, our hearts. Have your way in us. If that's you, just raise your hand this morning and say, have your way in me. Come on, church. Have your way in me. We worship you. Do your will. Have your way. We worship you. We praise you. We give you all the honor and the glory and the power. 
In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Before you guys have a seat, I want to invite, uh, just stay standing with me. You guys can stay standing just for a minute here. The MGM ladies, the ladies that went to the Dominican Republic, if they could come up just for a minute, they have a short testimony they want to give of what God has done. And I figure we should stay on our feet because it's a time of celebration to hear what God is doing, not only here, but around the world. Amen? Give them a hand as they come up. Slide over this way a little bit. Into the light. Come into the light. Come into the light. Share some light with us. This praise and worship this morning was so appropriate. God is just so good. When you just can't get it together, he's so good when every step something comes against the plan. He's so good in spite of all the obstacles, every step of the way, every setback. This turned out to be a blessed trip because of the power of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't any effort on anyone or anybody's part, but there was so much set against this trip for the optical team. It was by the power of the Holy Spirit that this became a blessed trip. And uh, what wonderful worship we're having this morning. In testimony of that, if I could uh, just tell a quick story, uh, one of the most touching set of circumstances was a young boy named John Carlos, a 12-year-old boy from Dallas, Texas, who worked with us for a week, already knows he wants to either be a doctor or an attorney. Um, he was precious. He, he uh, sighted a young child, three-year-old boy, with a growth on his eye that I have never seen ever, uh, anything like it. And uh, young John Carlos stepped up and said, listen, I, I, I want to contribute to this circumstance. I have a summertime job, and I want to participate in helping this little boy. So as a, as a result... The little boy is getting treatment. He's already been seen once by a specialist in the DR. So it's something that can be surgically cared for. But young John Carlos so touched my heart. That's one of the victory stories. There's so, so many. And I'll, I'll leave my, my precious sisters carry on from here. But I had to tell you what a challenge this trip was. It was unbelievable. Every single step of the way, we had setbacks that were, we'd never, ever, ever discovered before. And, but by the Holy Spirit, Hallelujah. in your prayers, but by the Holy Spirit, we overcame. And this was an incredibly successful trip. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's true. John Carlos started working with me, and one day he saw this um, lady, and she had a, like a little... Uh, thickness on her eyelid, and uh, he said, um, that's either, I mean, 13 years old, get this, 13 years old, and he said, that's either uh, a fat tissue underneath there or a tumor, and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> and so he went, and he said, can I touch it, and I said, ask the lady, so he put on these surgical gloves, and he touched it, he said, that's a fat tissue, he says, and that's, that's okay, he said, they'll just go in, take that out, and I said, I suppose if I had a surgical knife here, you'd do it, and he said, yeah. <laughs> He was he was on, he was on, it was great really I mean for a thirteen year old he definitely hasn't known anything on his life anyway but I um, we go down into the dr and and talking about uh, coming against um, ob obstacles my knees started acting up in the summertime and got to a point and I said Lord I can hardly walk 
how am I going to do this? And he said, in my strength. And I said, oh, okay. And so I just forgot about it, and I thought, you know, and never was bothered. Never had to use a um, knee brace the whole time I was there. We do three weeks of optical. I do two. And then we did about over 600 exams in those three weeks. But on the third week, I take what I call a vacation. And I go work with the um, deaf children. And so I examine their eyes, and then I ask them, the, um, <clears throat> Dana, who is the director down there, what um, if there was something I could do to help out. And she said, would you like to do an art project? And I thought, an art project? Cute. I don't have any supplies. I have no ideas. From age second grade to 18, what do you do? I don't know what other people have done. So I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what are we going to do here? <laughs> so one night on my potty break, he came back and gave me the idea. And next day I went to the DBS people and I said, I need Crayola crayons. I got the Crayola crayons. Went to the construction guys and I said, I need some nails. <laughs> and so they got me the nails and we had this great project. And I'll have to show you pictures of what they wound up doing. And it was all age grades, and they never had done it before. So that was really cool that way. So like I said, uh, it, God provides. Amen. When he calls you, he provides. Amen. And that, and, um, uh, and I have, there's a little girl named Camille, so I have a bonding there with the girl. <laughs> and uh, so, and then the director, what's really awesome, they are <clears throat> in the new school now, and um, they're building a cafeteria, ca- uh, cafeteria in, um, uh, for to fix the food uh, kitchen. And they're in the process of trying to collect donations to put on the roof. Once they do that, then they can add the dormer because there are... Um, they started out with 25 students last year, 30, 35 this year. But there are 24 more out in the outer area that can't come in every day. So they would like to be able to have them stay all week, and then they go home for their parents. So this school is up and moving, and it's just awesome. Yeah, right. So, yep. So, anyway, and God is moving. Okay. Jesus truly is worthy of honor and glory for everything that was done the two and three weeks that we were gone. Um, how amazing how God takes imperfect people to do his will in this earth. And his will is the love of the Father. The first miracle came when Jesus turned water into wine. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, says, do what he says to do. Amen. We're here to do the will of the Father. We went to do the will of the Father. You stayed and did the will of the Father by praying for us. God did what he needed to do through us and so many that went with us. Little Juan Carlos, oh my gosh, if you guys would have seen him, he stuck like glue to Nina and and Camille because he was interested in what was going on because he knew he wants, he knows he wants to become great in the kingdom of God. And so if he could glean from whatever it is that God has placed in Nina, what God has placed in Camille, what God has placed in me, but guess what else? What God has placed in the prayers of these saints here because God was glorified in everything that was done. And I am so grateful that I got to be part of what God was doing in the Dominican Republic this year. Oh, I have some stories, but two minutes won't take care of two weeks. But let me tell you one thing. God did something inside this girl that has changed my life forever because he lives I can do all things through him that strengthens me. And it's not just me. It's not Nina Bella. It's not Mama Camille. It is each and every one of us. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a design for each one of us. And it is coming to pass if we say, Father, thy kingdom come and thy will be done here on earth, here in Carmen, here in Jason, here in Liz, as it is in heaven. God's plan in heaven is a great plan, but the kingdom of God is here because the power and the presence of God's precious Holy Spirit is here to do great things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. Give them a hand. Give God a hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Well, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right. At this time, I just want to say hi to all of the kids who got to be with us today and in worship from here on out, who get to hear the stories unplanned, mind you, about John Carlos. Didn't know he existed, but he was 13. That's right. He was 13 and doing the work of the Lord and gleaning, gleaning from the older generation, not because he was told to, but because he felt what they had. So I'm just so excited that our kids are here with us at this time. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check your child in, we encourage you to do that before service starts. But if you hadn't had a chance, this is your chance. We're going to dismiss our kids. If you are pre-K through middle school, now is your time where you guys can go ahead and go ahead out to your classrooms. We have leaders stationed all throughout the lobby so none of you escape. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Go to class. Go ahead. Walk, walk it, girl. Good job. All right. The rest of us have some time to visit together. We're going to take a good couple of minutes just so that parents can go and have some time to come back. So a good four or five minutes. So, you know, more than just good morning, you can actually ask about each other's week, make plans. When you see Pastor Doug come back, then you'll know it's time. All right. Awesome because of Jesus. (laughs) Amen. You guys ready to continue? To worship the Lord with our giving. Amen. Ushers, if you can get ready to wait on the people. If you need an envelope, just slip your hand up. Uh, The ushers can come around and serve you. Lord, I laid on my heart a scripture, actually a passage of scripture to talk about this morning in regards to our giving and our offering. It's in 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. starts in verse 16. It says this. O Lord our God... All this abundance that we have prepared to build a house for your holy name is from your hand. Is from your hand and is all of your own. Everything we have, church, is from his hand. Everything we have is from him. Verse 17 says, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. Church, it's all his. We are just here to offer willingly back to him what he has asked us to give back to him. Willingly give back to him. O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, Keep this forever in the intent of our thoughts of the heart of your people. Fix their heart toward you. Church, can we fix our hearts towards him this morning? In our finances, in our relationships, in everything that concerns us. Let us fix our hearts on him this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you. We thank you for this tithes, these offerings, these generations, these missions giving, all of this, Father. We lift it up to you. It's all yours. We do this to build your kingdom, to see your kingdom expanded, and for no other reason. We thank you, Father, that every seed that is planted will grow an abundant harvest of souls for you. And we thank you for it, and we bless it in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Ushers, you may wait on the people. All right. Guys ready for the word of God this morning? Hallelujah. Someone's excited. Amen. Open your Bibles to John chapter 5, and I do pray that we will get there (laughs) at some point. I think the Lord has some things he wants to show us here in John chapter 5. But let me pray as we get started. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your word, your life-changing, powerful, anointed word. 
that you have given to us to enjoy, to feed on, to grow on, to be the nourishment that we need in this life. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is present with us this morning, that is convicting us, guiding us, changing us, leading us in all ways. We thank you for your healing power that is present this morning. We thank you that you are good and you do good. We thank you that you are good and you do good. We thank you that every good and perfect gift is from above. I thank you, Father, that we are more than conquerors because of you. We thank you, Father, that with you, all things are possible. With you, all things are possible. And we thank you, Father, that you are doing the impossible in our life. You are providing open opportunities that seemed impossible before. We thank you for job opportunities that seemed impossible before. We thank you, Father, for supernatural healings which seemed impossible before. But, Father, you are the God of the possible because you are with us and you are for us. And if you are for us, then who can be against us? If you are for us, then who can be against us? You are worthy of our honor, our praise, and our glory. We worship you. You are glorious, wonderful God. Praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. How many of you are excited that you're at church this morning? I'll tell you what. Every time I come into church, somebody stops me and says, Pastor Jason, there's another miracle that has occurred. I'm not kidding. And this morning, Brother Rich stopped me and said, there's a miracle that has occurred. Church, I'm telling you, people are being supernaturally healed from cancer. They're going back to the doctors and saying they cannot find the cancer anymore. There are supernatural miracles happening in our school that Dale was sharing with us, just God is providing above and beyond what we could ever ask, think, or imagine. Last week, if you weren't here, Justin came up and talked about a supernatural healing that happened in his elbow. There's been a woman who has supernaturally healed of stomach pains and issues and digestion that has plagued her for months, healed in the name of Jesus. So church, when I'm talking about that we, our church is going to be marked by miracles, it's just not words that we're saying. It's just not a fancy thing to say to get people stirred up, or as they call the, the kids at home, don't get in a fervor. Okay, we're not getting in a fervor because of anything other than the name of Jesus is making miracles happen in this church congregation, in this city, in this country. God is doing an amazing, amazing, amazing work. Is, he is confirming his word that he has spoken. Our church will be marked by miracles. You see, the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. He's doing it. It's not what we're doing. We're not doing it. We're not doing the things. He is doing it. It's by his power and by his might. We've been talking about a word and our new series that we're working on. It's not really new. We've been doing it for a couple weeks. We're going to continue to do it till the Lord says stop is provision and harvest. And last week, we started talking about provision and harvest and what God is wanting to do in our lives, wanting to do in our marriages, wanting to do in our finances, wanting to do in every area of our life. And someone sent me an email, and that email gave, there was a prophetic word that was given from some other place, I don't even know where it was, but I'm telling you, church, it was like word for word what the Lord was speaking to us last week. Church, this is confirmation. God is moving in provision and harvest, not just at Erie Christian Fellowship Church. And we are thankful for it that he's moving here, mightily with miracles and power. I'm telling you, church, it is across the world. God is moving with supernatural moves and miracles, and he is providing provision and harvest for his church. I'm telling you, health, 
finances, relationships, marriages are all coming into line with the word of God. They are coming into line with the word of God. Supernaturally, all we have to do is believe and receive that this is what he wants to do. I mean, this is exciting. We get to be a part of this. We get to be a part of his kingdom and what he is doing in his move. Part of the word of that, of that prophecy said that we're going to be floored. Floored by what God is doing. And when I walk in here and somebody tells me of another miracle that happens, it's like, my wow. That's what it means by being floored. It means, you know what, are you serious? All we can do when we hear these things is we can kneel down, bow before our Lord and King, and worship his holy name because of what he's doing. Provision and harvest is for us. Provision and harvest is for this church, but it's also for the big C, the big church. God is moving mightily across this land because he wants to see people come to know him. We don't know how short the time is, but he is calling us, he is showing us by the words of our testimony. By the words of our testimony, we are going to be going out and reaching people and what God is doing. Life-changing provision. And when it comes, nothing will be the same. Which fits perfectly into what Pastor Pam said about a month ago, is that this church will not be the same a year from now. This church is not the same already than from just a couple weeks ago. God is moving, mighty, and with power. Provision and harvest. Provision is the definition I've been giving is everything you need for your journey. Provision is available, everything that you need for your journey. I want to read something that I wrote down that I feel like God inspired me to say, and this is our heart. This is our heart for you. You want to hear this? This is, our, this is what we want to see happening in your life, is that you live big, faith-filled lives. I'm talking big, faith-filled lives with power. Can we live big, faith-filled lives with power? I don't want to sit here any longer and act like this is some kind of spectator sport. This is not a spectator sport, church. You are here to experience the presence of God who is available to touch your life this morning with power to revolutionize and change your life, to supernaturally heal you. This is not a spectator sport. This is not a performance. This isn't something you come to see and say, oh, that was really nice. No, I don't want that. It's not nice. There's power available. It's awesome. It's not nice. It's awesome. It's mighty. God is moving. This is what we want to experience at church. This is what we want for your lives. Big, faith-filled lives with power. We want each of you fulfilling your calling. Because when you're fulfilling your calling, you're in the exact right place that God has put you to minister the gospel in whatever sphere of influence he has put around you. We want you placed there. We want you operating there. We want your gifts to be flowing, doing amazing things, seeing your relationships grow. We want you growing in the knowledge of the Lord. We want you defeating the enemy daily. Every day, transforming our minds, defeating the enemy. Every day, but the power of the name of Jesus. Church, you can live big, faith-filled lives, victorious every single day. Is it going to be easy? No, it's a battle. It's a fight. If you are waking up to a battle and a fight, do you think like, oh, well, okay. I'm just not going to get ready. No, let's get ready, church. Let's get ready for the battle. Put on the armor. Speak the word of God over your life. It's time to live victorious. We want you conquering fear. We want you conquering sin. We do not want you to be spectators. This is not a show. Oh. Can you hear me? Could you hear me before? Was I talking loud enough? Hallelujah. I don't even know when it's not on, honestly. I'm just like, what's that? It's okay. I got the blue one now, guys. You good? Okay. We want you in your calling. We want you to experience God and his presence. We want bold warriors. 
You see, provision and harvest is there to create bold warriors to go out and reach this world for Jesus Christ. You see, church, the same power that rose Christ from the grave lives inside of you. I mean, if you just walked away with nothing else this morning, if you could remember the same power. Church, are you kidding me? The same power that took our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and pulled him out of the grave, defeated sin, defeated death, living victoriously, miraculously healed, that power resides on the inside of you. If you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you have access to this same power. Yet we walk around as spectators going, oh, letting life do whatever it wants to do to us. No more. No more, church. It is time to take the power that's on the inside of us and speak the name of Jesus over our situations. It's time for victorious living. It's time for big, faith-filled lives with power. This provision comes through the anointing, and it comes with abundant dunamis power. You say, what is this abundant dunamis power? I talked about it a little bit last week. I want to dig in a little bit deeper this morning before I get to John 5 about abundant dunamis power. In Luke 6, verse 19, it says this, And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For power went out from him and healed them. There is power that's available in the name of Jesus. Power to heal. Power to change. Power to persevere. Power to have patience. Church, every miracle that happens in your life does not happen instantaneously. And sometimes we wish every single miracle was just, bam, immediately. I can tell you what, it has happened in the supernatural realm. It has happened in the spiritual realm. When we pray it, we believe it, we receive it, it has happened. And the physical world is trying to catch up. Sometimes it catches up immediately. Sometimes it catches up over the course of time. I use this example once. It's like a zip line. Sometimes you wish you could get through life just on the zip line, yeah? From one mountaintop to the other. Like the heck with the valley. Let's just get on the zip line and let's just go, right? You're just looking down. Ah, look at that. All those poor people down there. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, church, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes the zip line is not available, and sometimes your miracle takes a little bit of work. Sometimes your miracle takes a little bit of walking through that valley. Sometimes that miracle needs a friend down there in the valley with you to help pull you through. This is what church is. But church, the mountain on the other side, the victorious mountain, the mountaintop is coming again. And it's available, and we're working towards it. Do not be discouraged if your miracle didn't happen this morning. It's happening, and you're walking through it. And you see, by the words of our testimony, so guess what? Sometimes he's having you walk through this whole thing because he's going to put someone in your life who is going through that same thing. And you can begin to encourage them. You can say, I've been there, but my God is faithful. Let me tell you about my God. I was in that muck. I was in that mire. I was in that dirt. I was on those stones. I was in those thorns. Oh, my goodness. It's painful, and I understand. But let's go through this together. God is faithful, and he will take you through it. This abundant dunamis power in Luke 9, verse 1 and 2. says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. The same word there. Dunamis gave him power. So that power, if, are you a, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you've made him your Lord and Savior, you have access to this power. He's given it to his disciples. He's given it to us. It's available to us. And what does it do? It gives us authority over all demons. All demons. Demons must flee in the name of Jesus. When we speak his word, literally, this is what happens. When we speak the name of Jesus and we say that, there is a release of dunamis power, of power from on high, and the enemy has to flee. Do you understand this? When we speak it. So if you don't speak the name of Jesus, you have to speak the name of Jesus. This is why during worship, how many times did we say Jesus this morning? Things are moving. 
God is moving in power when we speak the name of Jesus. Not only power over the demons, but to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Dunamis power available to heal the sick. In Romans 1, verse 16, I don't think we have this on the overhead, but it says, The gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Oh, we do have it. It is the power of God unto salvation. See, church, the truth makes us free. The power of God unto salvation. In Acts 10, 38, it says, He anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. Same word there, same dunamis, power. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Our oppression is coming from the enemy. Our oppression is coming from the devil. And when we have the authority in the name of Jesus, we have dunamis power available to us to speak his name and to see the enemy flee. And in Acts 1, verses 8, it says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Power available to us. Provision and harvest. Power available to us. Okay, John chapter 5. Are we ready? That was just the beginning. That was just the intro. That's the intro. John chapter 5. I'm going to read a couple verses, and then I'm going to get into just some things the Lord has been showing me on this. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Church, everywhere we go, there are people waiting. People are waiting. Most of the time, church, they don't even know what they're waiting for. They're lost. But they understand somewhere in the deep inside of them, There is a need and a hole that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. And we as a church get to go out into our spheres of influence and be that witness and be that stirring of the water so that people will come to know who he is and what he has done. They needed a touch from heaven. So I ask you, church, this morning, the Lord has just been speaking to us, is what is God's will for our life? What is, our, what is God's will for our life? Why was he stirring that water? It's so that people could be healed. This is God's will for our life, is that we shall live healthy and whole and full in every area of our life. It's God's will to heal. How do I know it? Because Jesus said over and over, over and over, over and over, I only do what I've seen my Father do. And the Father is a healer. Verse 4, So an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. So who's stirring up the water here? God is. God's sending his angel to stir up the water. And you guys have to remember, this is before Jesus went to heaven. So now, after Je- we are now we are past Jesus going to heaven, like Liz was saying earlier today, we've got the Holy Spirit available to us. So now that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, he has now given us all authority. So we have the Holy Spirit. So we truly, we become the waters that are stirring. We become the waters that are stirring and make it available that where we go, there's no pool somewhere that we're trying to take people to. We are the ones that are going out to the people. We are the ones that God is stirring up. We are the ones that are now the, the, uh, the distributor of his power through us, through us. And whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease that he had. And I find this interesting. It was only the first one that stepped in. 
There was an anointing and a power for one healing, one angel stirring one water, doing one healing. But what about us? We are a lot more than one here this morning. We are a lot more than one. And we have an amazing opportunity to go stir the waters and wherever God has put us. Now, a certain man who was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Okay, I'm older than 38. I'm not going to tell you my age. Some of you might know. A few years older than 38. But can you imagine suffering from something for 38 years? How debilitating, how frustrating that must be. It doesn't say exactly why, the specifics of why he was suffering. Could be a lot of reasons, but church, we're not to judge the reasons as why the suffering is happening. We are to minister the name of Jesus. So when Jesus, this is verse uh, 6, I believe, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Church, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? A lot of times we walk around and, and we have to ask ourselves that question. Do we really want to be made well? And we say, well, Pastor Jason, of course I want to be made well. But I challenge you to think about that for a little bit. Do you really want to be made well? Because when you're made well, a testimony comes. And when that testimony comes, God is expecting you to begin to share that testimony. He is going to put people in your life. He is going to stretch you. He is going to make you sometimes more uncomfortable than when you, when you had the issue or the affliction than you had before. And sometimes it's like, man, it's just easier for me to just lay on my bed and feel a little sick. Do you want to be made well? Come on, church. Absolutely. I would rather be made well and have a testimony walking around than be sick in bed. In fact, church, can I ask you something? Why do we skip church when we don't feel well? The Lord was just speaking to me about that this morning. This is, there is healing available. God's anointing. I get, okay, if you're really sick, you know, sometimes like, well, we don't want you in here spreading your germs or whatever. But you're, you're going to lay in your bed? I feel like the Lord is challenging us. This is, where are we going to go when we're not feeling well? We come here. We come here first. In fact, this should be the pit stop on the way to any other doctor appointment that you might have. Let me just stop by and say, hey, before I go to the doctor, I just wanted to stop in and say hello to my Lord Jesus and Savior. Okay, that was a sidetrack. Jesus saw him, saw him laying there. Do you want to be made well? You see, Jesus has compassion. He has compassion on us. Verse 7, the sick man answered him, Yes, sir, but I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another one steps down before me. You see, this man had faith that if he could get to the water, it would heal him. See how he answered that. If he could get to the water, he could be healed. For 38 years, he's waiting. If I can only get to the water first, I can be healed. Yet time after time, someone else got there first. I mean, come on. Would you, I don't know about you, man. This guy was pretty persistent. I think after 38 years on being on one of those five porches, I don't know which porch he was on, he probably tried every one of those porches to try to get in there. And it didn't happen. Here's the issue. He was there by himself. It didn't say anybody was helping him. It says that somebody else always got in. We need someone to be with us on this journey. That is what this church is all about. Somebody is with you on this journey that you're going through. Don't think if you're having marriage struggles or problems that you're the only one that's going through it and no one is here to help you. No one is available to help you get through these situations. There are. This is what the church is for. We're here for you. You cannot do it alone. We need Jesus. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well. 
He took up his bed and he walked. When Jesus gets involved, when Jesus gets involved, things start to happen. When Jesus gets involved in your marriage, things begin to happen. You have to invite him in to the marriage. And when you invite him into the marriage, then Jesus starts making things happen. And he sends that Holy Spirit to you, leads you, and guys, ah, I wouldn't say that. Don't bring that up. Don't go there. But we have to invite Jesus in to every area of our life. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately, suddenly, in the spiritual realm, it was done. In this case, the manifestation of the miracle happened immediately. There's cases where Jesus prayed for the guy with the eyes. He had to do it twice. But when Jesus is involved, suddenly things happen. And that day was the Sabbath. And the Jews said to him who was cured, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? This dude has been there for 38 years, struggling. He picks up his bed. He's walking. He's miraculously healed. And the religious people say, what are you doing? You can't be doing this on the Sabbath. Are you kidding me? This is what religious religion begins to do to us. It gets us into a bunch of rules and forsakes the relationships that God has placed before us. Jesus said it, so he did it. What is Jesus telling you to do? Verse 11 Let me back up a little bit. And that was the Sabbath day, so down to verse 11. He answered them saying, "Who He who made me well said to me, take your bed and walk. So the guy's just answering the question. I don't know. It was this guy. It was just this guy who told me to get up and walk, and I was was miraculously healed. Who is this man? Who said this to him? Verse 13, but the one who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. So I started thinking, like, what, what happened here? Well, if you got five porches of people, some lame, some blind, some can't hear, all kinds of physical issues, and they see this guy come up and say something to him and say, take up your bed and walk, and the guy gets up, I believe that there was, like, everyone was coming. Like, and Jesus had to slip away. How many times did Jesus end up slipping away? If you read through his ministry, God supernaturally took Jesus and protected him everywhere that he went. Until it was time, he supernaturally took care of everything. Even at then, it was already ordained before time. But the one who healed didn't know who it was for a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple. So I love this. Church, Jesus ministers to us, Jesus heals us, Jesus takes care of us, but Jesus is not done with us then. He is not done with us then. He still has work to do in our life. When we make Jesus the Lord of our life, it's an amazing supernatural experience, but he's not done with us yet. He went and he found this man. He had more to say to him, and what did he say? See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. In this case, he's asking the guy to repent of his sin, to put it behind him, and say, sin no more. Jesus is going to constantly be in our life. When you make him Lord and Savior, he is going to challenge you over and over and over and over again. And verse 15 says, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. So now this guy has become an evangelist. His testimony of 38 years of being there, Jesus made him well. He now got to meet Jesus, his Lord and Savior, find out who he is. Jesus ministered into his life, and he says, what? I'm going to go tell everybody I know about what Jesus has done for me. We all face challenges. We all face trials, testing, temptation, but we need to call out to God. God will deliver us. Church, God will 
deliver us. I imagine as we see more and more miracles, we're going to have more and more evangelists coming out of this church and reaching this community. Because you can't help but tell people what God is doing in your life. God is a good and loving God, and he miraculously saves and miraculously heals. Russ, if you want to come back up. I want to skip down in my notes to something here. It says in Acts 3, I don't th- we don't have this on the overhead, I don't think, verse 6 and 7. You see, after Jesus went up to heaven, Peter was walking, and a guy needed healing. And what did Peter say to him? He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That's all he said. He wasn't yelling or screaming or jumping up and down. He just said, real, I almost see it as being pretty calm. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And this man was healed. Church, it's time to get up and to walk to Jesus. It's time to take your life and say, Jesus... I invite you in to every area of my life. It's time to take that step of faith and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. It's time to get up and get to the pool. Stop sitting on the porches. Get up and come to the pool. This morning, get up and come to the pool. Healing power is available. In 2 Kings 7, verse 3, it says, Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? Church, why are we sitting here until we die? Come to Jesus. Bring your issues to him. Put them before him. If we say we enter the city, the famine is in the city, we're going to die there. If we sit here, we're going to die also. Why are we sitting here until we die? Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we're going to die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. To their surprise, no one was there. Verse 6, For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots And the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. And so they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites, the kings of the Egyptians, to attack us. Four men took a step of faith. And they said, I'm going to walk. I'm going to go. I'm going to go find my salvation. I'm going to go ask Jesus into my life. And the Lord came. And those four men, he made it sound like there was a mighty, thunderous army. And the enemy had to go. You see, church, when we stand up and we come forward and we say, Jesus, I'm giving it all to you. He is working on our behalf. The sound of a thunderous army as you walk forward and seek him. So with every head bowed and everyone's eyes closed, church, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of healing. Do not wait until tomorrow. Do not wait until tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. It says in Romans 6, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
everyone has sinned and has fallen short of the glory of God. But whoever calls on his name, they shall be saved. So if that's you this morning, if you say, I need to invite Jesus in as my Lord and Savior, the Son of God who came down from heaven to die for my sins, I don't want to go another day without him. I don't want to go another day without knowing him. If that's you, slip your hand up this morning. Anyone at all, if that's you. Anybody at all. Okay, church, I'm going to ask you to continue to keep your eyes closed. I want to ask you this. Church, the water has been stirred. Church, the water has been stirred. If you have a physical or relational need in your life today, I want you to stand right where you are. I want you to stand right now, right where you are. Physical or relational need. There have been times in my life when I have been walking through a valley and I have battled, I have battled fear. I have battled depression. And I'm walking through that valley and I was pouring out my heart to a friend and I said, it feels like I need Jesus, but I already have him. But I couldn't feel him and I, and I just needed to get into the pool If you have a battle, and you battle, and you battle, and you battle, the Lord fights for you. He fights for you. Stand up and let him fight for you. And I, in those valleys, I stood, and I stood, and I stood, and I stood, and I worshiped, and I worshiped, and I worshiped, and I worshiped, and I knew this, I will never stop. I will never stop fighting. I will never stop fighting. When I feel him, I fight. And when I don't feel him, when I feel far, I fight because he's there. He's there. He is my Lord and my Savior. I submit to my Lord. And when he says, repent, I say yes. I say yes. Search me, O God, and know my heart. And see if there be any unclean way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Don't hide from him. Don't justify. Don't justify. Just let him see. He sees it anyway. Turn. Turn. Show Say, here's all of my ugliness. Here's my unforgiveness. Here's my unbelief. Help me in my unbelief. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible has so many promises. And over and over, he says, when you turn to me, if you will 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 turn to me, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will bring freedom. I will heal you. I will be your God. And nothing shall by any means harm you. I will. I will not condemn you. He says, I will not condemn you. Do not hold on to sin. Do not hold on to unforgiveness. Do not hold on to your own strength. Release. 
release and open your heart to God. And he will save you. He will heal you. Not he will save your soul. Jason's already asked if you don't know him, so we must all know him because no hands went up. So we're all saved here today. We're all family today. Not he will save your soul. He's done that. It's done. But who needs rescued? He's rescued me a thousand times since the day he saved me. And I've cried out. Here I am again. Oh, God. Here I am again in, my, in this mess. If you are honest with him, he will save you. And he will bring you up. And you will be the miracle. You will be a miracle. People will, who knew you before... They will say, who is this? I knew this girl. I knew this girl 10 years, 20 years, five years ago. This is not the same girl. This is not the same man. This is not the same woman. You will be the miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that I just read. Why are we sitting here until we die? What did those four men do? Is they took a step. They walked. They walked forward. They went forward. And God moved supernaturally on their behalf. If you're standing, I'm going to ask you to walk forward and come up here. Just what the time is like. I don't care what time it is. Walk forward. And as you're walking, I'm telling you, in the heavenly realms, there's a sound of armies. There's a sound of armies that are going before you that are moving mightily. They are moving mightily on your behalf. And issues you're facing are being taken care of. Relationships that are being of concern are being restored. Body parts that need healed are being healed. I'm telling you, as you're walking forward, it is happening this morning. If you're up here, just begin to cry out to Him. Worship Him. Thank Him. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for sweet spirit. Sweet spirit, Father. Oh, and we receive. We receive all that you are. Father, we hold nothing back from you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you, Father, for meeting us here. Father, in every need, every care, every care, Father, we roll it over to you. We cast it to you, Father. Thank you for the unity, that the miracle of unity that is coming in marriages. We thank you. We thank you for the testimony of healed bodies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the miracles of financial provision. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. And as we walk through this week, Father, we will hold fast to the word of the Lord. We will hold fast to the word that you have given. You have met us here, yes. Father, and we will meet you every day. Father, we will open up our arms. We will lift up our eyes to the heavens. In our bedrooms, in our bathrooms, in our kitchens, in our living rooms. And we will say, Lord Jesus, come and have your way. In this life, in this heart, that I may walk in your ways. And that you would be glorified. And that your kingdom would come to earth in me and through me, yes. and for your glory. Yes. 
In Jesus' name. 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 What do you need? What do you need that he can't provide? There is nothing. There is nothing that you need that he will not provide for you. He loves you. You're his baby girl. And you're his little man. Come on, little man. You're his big man. There is nothing he will not do for you. He loves you. He loves you. And anything else you think is a lie. What you've done, what you did yesterday, you think he doesn't know? He knows, and guess what? He loves you. You had an abortion? He loves you. You struggle with sin? He loves you. He loves you. You're mean to your husband? He loves you. You're grumpy with your wife? He loves you. There is nothing that can separate you from the love that God has for you. Nothing. And you need to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to hear it. I'll stay here all day. That's good. That's good. If you don't close it down. That's good. What's that? Yeah. The word of God says that one chases a thousand to ten thousand. I see all these people here, and I'm sure the people in the pews are in agreement. We have come into the agreement with the word of God. Do not let the enemy steal it. Yes, thank you. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Hold fast. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Do not let the enemy steal. I just want to say a prayer over you as we close this amazing, wonderful time in God's presence. We were not spectators today. We were fully participative with our Lord, our God, who is moving mightily in our lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. Father, we love you. We worship you. We praise you. As we go from this place, may our lives be completely and radically changed. So we seek you with our whole heart in everything that we do. We worship and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.